0: listening to the podcast Alakis Network and now the Dog Bowl with Mike Postalakis. for the first episode of the Dog Bowl Podcast. (laughs) All right, 2019. I'm just going to come out and say it. The Super Bowl runs through Cleveland. For a team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2002, nobody... Is being talked about more than the Cleveland Browns? We are the it team this year for uh, for betters, for for fantasy people, for the casual fan, but most importantly for the long-suffering Cleveland Brown fan. I know I played the zombies. This could be our year, and I really, I really think that. And if it's not this year, then next year. Next year could be the year. This year could be the year. Maybe we go back to back. Maybe we're a dynasty in the making. I mean, I don't wanna sh- uh, get expectations too high. Of course, we still had a losing record last year at seven, eight, and one. But I, that was a little deceiving because I think we, we were in most games Right here. This is the uh, typical fan uh, rationalization portion of the show. We were in most games, though. Only a couple games did we get our ass kicked. Uh, we were also dealing with um, a few sort of uh, hamstring type things, n- number one being Hugh Jackson, possibly the worst head coach in NFL history. Um, so once we fired him, things definitely took a turn for the better, and, and then handing the keys to the great Baker Mayfield in week three, you know, was another sign of things to come, because the guy seems to be the real deal. Now, part of me, if I have, you know, just get out of the way here, if I have some trepidations about this coming season, um, it would be Baker's, if he's going to have a sophomore slump, uh, It's typical to happen, you know. Teams figure you out after watching tape of you during the off season. So he really has a lot, you know, to prove this year. That being said, I don't think there's ever been a team that Cleveland has put on the field where there are this many desirable jerseys to buy. And what I mean by that is, through the years, there's generally like one, maybe two, if you got like a, you know, you like one of the, um, you know, l- less famous players. But, you know, growing up, everyone had a Kozar jersey. Occasionally, you would see like a Eric Metcalf jersey. Um, I mean, really, the highest selling jersey for the team has been the joke jersey, where you get the, uh, um, you list all the quarterbacks that we've we've had over the years, but now, there are, I mean, you know, I have a Mayfield jersey already, and I have a, um, a Blessum jersey for, uh, Landry, but I've got to get a Beckham jersey, a Chubb jersey, which is also sort of funny, um, if you're a college student, that would be a, a go-to, I think, <clears throat> Ogenia, oh, he's worthy of you know buying his jersey. It really, I, I hate this. I I almost hate this. I'm starting this podcast with true fear that I'm going to look like an idiot because it's all going to go to shit. And given our history, that is entirely possible that this all could be overhyped. That we we go three and. 12 or two, 3 and 13 or whatever whatever they added. how to add that up. But I don't know. maybe. things have got to change, right? Okay. So a little personal history with me. I'm gonna to I'm gonna keep it short because I'm hoping that it, this, the listenership is all Brown's fans. We all have sort of the same personal history, which is it has been a miserable experience rooting for this team. Um, I came of age, you know, some of my earliest memories are uh, the fumble and the drive. Those are not uh, the best, um, you know, early sports memories to have. Then the team gets taken away, and then we get our team back, and it's, a Twilight Zoney sort of like—is this a football team? I don't think you gave us a, an actual football team. Um, you know, outside of that two thousand two playoff game that I mentioned, it's it's all been—it's uh, all just been one horrific car accident after another. Uh, and of course, the Owen's sixteen season, which was only a few seasons back, um, but you know, I we, there seems to be a real turnaround here i uh, I give a lot of credit to our GM Dorsey he is uh, he has not taken a loser's approach to this I mean he has gone out and uh, you know it, it, there's a great there was a great article I think on the ringer where they talked about the last couple seasons with the browns and how we've had our own sort of the process going on where we've acquired draft picks and and uh, dumped a bunch of salaries that didn't make sense. And and you know, what? and I think that that worked out for the benefit. I mean, of course it did, because we were able to take some of those draft picks and get Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, we have Odell Beckham Jr. We have like a legit star on the team. Like a hall of famer. When's, When's the last time the Browns put in a hall of famer? I guess Joe Thomas will eventually go in, deservedly. Um, But, you know, it's been a while since we've had you know, the kind of the Kobe, the Jordan, the Bryce Harper of the league. And now we do. And and of course, Baker could become, you know, right up there with him. So, um, yeah, my personal history is uh, I've been waiting for for a, a contender, a true contender, and I, I, think we're I think we're getting there. I think we're very close. Um. So this podcast is is about that, and 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 the, to get down to the nitty gritty of the podcast, one of the first things uh, people have asked when I've uh, announced that I'm going to do this show is, uh, what does the title mean? The dog bowl. Um, good question. First of all, a lot most titles s- stink. Um, it sort of goes into my um, my theory of band names, which all band names are terrible. Um, they just are. But the band being good sort of makes you forget that. Um, you know, for example, Nirvana is a terrible band name. It doesn't really fit the band. Um, but they were so great that it didn't really matter. Um, the only the only good band name ever was the Ohio Players, and uh, and that really fit um, those guys. And uh, you know that could be a that could be a nickname for for the Browns because another great thing about this season is I think the Bengals are gonna fucking suck, ding dong, and uh, they'll never get talked about. So that's cool. All right, so. Um, The the title first of all there's a lot of there's a not a lot but there's a a handful of Cleveland Brown centric podcasts already they all use dog in them there's the dog pod Um, you know there's there's other fans so this podcast is specifically about our journey to the Super Bowl to winning the Super Bowl so hence the dog bowl. Um, It's a pun that works now, and I and I want to say up front that this podcast lasts as long as our Super Bowl drought. What I mean is, the minute the Cleveland Browns win the Super Bowl, I'm done with this podcast. It's over because it's never. I don't even care if it looks like it could be a dynasty where we. You know, the minute after we win, they're like the Browns are already favored to win next year. I don't care. The minute we win, this podcast is over. So if you hate the sound of my voice, and a lot of people do, you better start rooting for the Cleveland Browns. Okay, so we are going to uh, look at some expectations for the year. Again, like I said, the the Browns are considered the it team. Um, they've been sort of talked about on ESPN a lot. Uh, pardon the interruption, those guys are getting a little sick of the Browns. Uh, Bill Simmons' podcast, they uh, have sort of the same view, which is odd because they've, they've always been supporters, but now they are, you know, I think on his latest um, podcast with Cousin Sal, they've both said, let's maybe slow the roll on the Browns. I say, no, let's keep rolling. Um, Vegas, and they know a thing or two about predicting stuff. They they have the Browns winning the AFC North, um, just ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Schittsburg Steelers, if you will. Um, I, I like this bet. I think um, I think for a few reasons. One, as I mentioned, the Bengals are going to be terrible. The Ravens are sort of a wild card, which is... I I guess it all hinges on Lamar Jackson. He's he's in the same sort of situation that Baker is in. He showed flashes of brilliance last year. Perhaps runs too much. There's a a fear of injury there. And, you know, this is his sophomore season, so we will see how he plays out. Now, the Steelers... The Steelers. Oh, I hate I hate this. I hate them. Hate them. I you know how much I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers? I I hate them more than ISIS. I really do. And I'm not gonna get political much on this podcast. Um, but you know, at least ISIS I can sort of understand. I'm joking, but I, I really do hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um and they they are like they're like a, a, a poor man's patriots in that they're always good. They're always in it. I mean that they are sort of a, a testament to what good ownership really brings you. I mean they they're never they had some chaos last year with Antonio Brown, but they they were like, hey, take a hike, and he did. And the Raiders took him. Um, good luck with that. So whenever there's a sort of virus in the system, they, they knock it out pretty quick, and, you know, for some reason in the last couple of years, Mike Tomlin has gotten a lot of, uh, you know, uh, shade thrown his way. I'm not sure why, he's, a, he's actually an excellent football coach, you know, I'd be happy to have him. So, you know, there's always this chance that the Steelers are just as good as they've always been, um. You know, uh, you know, they have their own pussy grabber as a quarterback. So, you know, it's, it's hard to count those people out. And if I, you know, just can say the another big issue of, uh, of mine with the Browns is here is Freddie Kitchens. You know, this is a first-time coach. Baker seems to love him. I didn't quite understand getting rid of Greg Williams. I mean, he did such a great job. He's a, such a fantastic defensive coach you know I if I ran the team I guess I would have made him head coach and Freddie Kitchens offensive coordinator but I am not the GM and I've already said that i I have uh, complete faith in, in Dorsey so you know if he if, if Kitchens is his man then I you know I have to get behind it and that's mine too so we are favored to win the AFC North. Okay, so On Sharks has us at nine wins. I think we can get above nine, and I'm going to go through the schedule here real quick and give you some quick predictions. We're already at 16 minutes. I wanted to keep this short. All right, so we start off the season with the Tennessee Titans. Fuck it. I like that game. That's a win. We are, we are going to come out super strong. I, I can see this almost being a blowout because the next game... At the New York Jets. Now, the Jets suck, but that, to me, seems like a perfect textbook trap game. We're, it's a team we should beat, and it's in prime time, Monday night, on ESPN. I, I'm, I'm scared of that game. I'm not going to lie. It seems like one week, you know, that the team might go in with a too big a head, and just fucking flub it, and you know, and then everyone the next fucking day would be like, oh, well, we're, we're too high on the bounds. No, I mean, because the week after is the Rams, who, who are good. And that's another nationally televised game. That's the Sunday night game. Dude, what the fuck? We have, like, four, four primetime games. Oh, my God, if we lost all four, that would be so... Uh, anyway... So here's the thing. We can definitely beat the Jets. I think we have to beat them. Not to get the critics off our back, not to get, you know, the haters and so on and so forth, but it really has to, it, it's really a testing the metal sort of uh, game. Cuz then you got the Rams, the Ravens, and the 49ers who I not I don't know if they're going to be good. All right, so I'm going to say that's a win, Tennessee. I am going to. I'm going to say that we're going to beat the Jets. I think it's going to be close, but we're going to beat the Jets. So that's two and zero. Then we have the Rams. Like I said, the next week that's a prime time game. So because of that, there's none of that bullshit that you know Los Angeles has to come to Cleveland. That's a three hour difference if they played it. 1 p.m. That's 10 a.m. for them. It's, a, it's an eight o'clock start on the East Coast. It's enough time for the Rams players to hit the continental breakfast and, and take a nap and, and, and be ready to play. I feel like that's going to be a loss. So we're two and one. Then we go to Baltimore. That's a, a heated rivalry. I feel like that might be a loss. So we are now 2-2, heading to San Fran for another Monday night game. And I think we pull that one off. And then we travel up to Seattle, week six. Is Seattle good? Seattle's a team that I... Which is weird because I live on the West Coast and I never really pay attention to them. And they seem like a completely different team from those Super Bowl contenders. I know they still have... um, uh, God, why I'm blanking on his name? Russell uh, Wilson. I almost said Russell Westbrook. That wouldn't have been right. So I'm going to let my enthusiasm get the better of me and say that we beat the Seattle Seahawks. So what's that put us at? Coming into a bye week on week seven. That puts us at three and two. Is that right? One, two, three, four. Four and two. Ooh, that would be sweet. Four and two going into a bye week. Uh, Then it gets sort of um, butt-fucking-hard, which is out of the bye week is the New England Patriots. Uh, In fact, I'm not even going to um, give any more predictions because it gets a little... You know, we got the New England Patriots, then we're at Denver, which I think we should win, but that's always hard to play, and there's the ghosts of... uh, those, uh, the drive and the fumble living there. So, who knows? And then we got Vincent Gallo's favorite team, the Buffalo Bills, which we should win. You know what? I'm going to save, I'm going to save the second half predictions for another episode. I want to just concentrate on those first six games. Uh, a, a good start, I think, is, uh, I mean, what am I, what a cliche. Everyone has to go, get off to a Good start. No one like, ah, we'll, we lose the first four. We'll be all right. No, you're mathematically eliminated if you uh, have a losing record up to the first four. So, um, like I said, I was going to keep it short this episode. This is sort of just a sneak preview. I'm going to, what things you can look forward to are guests. I'm going to have a variety of different fun guests throughout the season, people that root for certain teams. I got friends that are Patriots fans, Broncos fans and Cardinals fans. I mean they're all they're all uh, delirious. I mean rooting for the bad guys. Um, another fun bet that uh, is going on at the Westgate is Baker is 25 to 1 to win MVP. No, I think I think if the I don't know when they give MVP out, but I think if the Browns go deep into the playoffs. I mean, I I think that's a pretty good bet. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is number one. Aaron Rodgers is two. So Mahomes is four to one. Rodgers is six and one. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was eight to one. Um, I think he's, I think you could say he's out of it at this point. And then Carson Wentz is ten to one. I don't think any of those guys win it, to be honest. Um... And then you have Drew Brees and Tom Brady after that. They're not going to win it. Because I don't think the Saints are going to be very good. Um, Philip Rivers, I mean, the, yeah, that's the geriatric club there in the middle. And Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is also also 25 to 1. Fuck, that is a good bet for Baker. Uh, which also means uh, he is ripe for a, a letdown. I don't know. I really should put my money where my mouth is and... Put it down on Baker. I really believe in the guy. He just—he has the right attitude, which is a bad attitude. He has a terrible attitude. Um. All right. So yeah, this was just a sneak peek. Um, we're gonna have guests. We're going to be doing some live shows at the St. Felix in Hollywood, which is a uh, Browns backer bar. Spoke with the owner. Spoke on the phone yesterday with the owner. He had a deliciously thick Cleveland accent. I loved it. Uh, Wasn't afraid to curse. Just, just my kind of guy. So, um, I think those are going to be fun. He does. He's very nervous about the first game, so we're not going to be doing a live show for week one because he thinks that bar is going to have about three to four hundred people, and I, I could. I could sense the worry in his voice. So we're going to wait a minute. Maybe by the first Monday night game, there will be a live element here. Uh, other than that, you know, let's just see how the season plays out. This this could all be for naught. This could be a uh, this could end up being a podcast where I'm just bitching, you know, endlessly. Or you could finally see uh, you know, this little boy's dreams come true and his favorite football team winning the Super Bowl. I gotta say, the last time I cried, not at a funeral, it was at the 2016 Game 7 Cleveland Cavs beating uh, the Golden State Warriors. So, <clears throat> and that was at the St. Felix. And there was about 300 people there. And it was all sorts of craziness. So I'm looking forward to the season. Um, I don't have any social media thing for this yet. You could go to the Podcast Alakas Network Instagram, which is just at Podcast Alakas. Leave us some comments. Leave us uh, your predictions for the season. Um, and let's just start this fucking journey, man. Let's just do this. It's going to be fun. I have full faith in this team. I have stupid faith in this team. Unreasonable faith in this team. I'm excited. Until next week and, uh, you know, enjoy your Sunday, eat some wings, drink some beer, and bring on the fucking Titans.